Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content, such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to mortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult, adult, adult themes. You have been warned. Oh geez, where are my tools? Asmodai was taken away for uh, a talk with his boss, Solomons. Then I believe me and uh, Ordon went to the Magical Inquisition outpost to uh, basically uh, reprimand David. And I believe that uh, me asked if he went barefoot to go somewhere, which apparently he did. Yeah. So you just ask if uh, the boy had a condition. Uh, David said, yes, I know about it. It was allowed by the state. And you just told him it was unholy that you slayed him. And I believe that both you guys went with P1 to the Scorched Hammer, a guild of blacksmiths. Along the way, you met uh, two people from uh, a gang known as the Branded with a tattoo of a cat skull with a circle around it. And they were murdering a woman. You guys slayed them. And as you slayed them, they disappeared from your memory and things didn't seem right to the point where P1 was tripping on air itself and dumping a decanter over like the ground. You guys go to the Scorched Hammer, meet Velcut. You guys uh, go to the Scorched Hammer, meet Velcut, who uh, mentions that uh, the head blacksmith there has been working day and night without rest to the point of exhaustion. Me hugs him and uh, when he gets down, uh, he passes out. Raka pays 50 gold for a tool set. As you guys notice that 12 blacksmiths become nine, the nine becomes seven, then six, so on and so forth. People are disappearing as you guys keep forgetting about the people around you. You guys head back to the Laban estate where P1 talks to Jean and Jean just at like talks to P1 in uncharacteristically like harsh tone asking what the hell is wrong with him why hasn't he been doing anything today to which P1 says what do you mean and each time they talk about the sore subject P1 doesn't care about the subject his eyes glaze over as no matter how you draw it if you write its name down if you talk about it without using the actual word it you can't talk about it acknowledge it see it the world around you seems to warp around this creature it isn't until me and Raka begin to go to the sisterhood lighting houses on fire to look for a body for a feffle and also calling her a bitch to which P1 took audience with uh where yep where P1 goes to uh, the chessboard with Jean goes to the unseen public his head changes and you see the Hydra, one in the blighted slums that seem to be all around the city. 
it isn't until that you go back to see what is really wrong by going through the portal again back in the reality that you forget everything about the Hydra, everything that you saw, and that you still don't care about the subject. Jean, being undead and immune to whatever the creature is doing, sees it lurking outside the window and bursts its head inside, to which Jean tries to pull P1. P1 tells him to stop acting like a child, and Jean finally manages to wrestle him into the unseen public, where P1 reclaims his memories leaves uh, once and goes back in twice and that's where we leave off and Asmodai is not aware of this recap since it's done post-session. Thank you boys. What I think I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set the scene for Asmodai, see what he does while everyone else does their shit throughout the day. I'll narrate them in the background if he ever crosses paths with them and we will do recap when uh, the entire party gets together. Sound good? No. Uh, you don't accept it? You don't like that? <laughs> All right. So I think how I want to start this is uh, we go back to the conference room where everyone's speaking. We have a Feffel. We have uh, Jean and everyone else in the party in the room discussing matters. When uh, when the Crimson Fist uh, comes into the room and uh, grabs Asmodai to uh, basically not bring an important message, but uh, he's basically, a, what the hell would you call it? A lackey escort sent by uh, Solomons to uh, grab Asmodai, basically just giving you the brand arrow of it that the boss wants you. And uh, just to make the scene work, you guys uh, head on your way, you say your goodbyes. And I want to say that we uh, see ourselves in uh, Crimson Fist territory. And we have uh, Solomons. We have Yorick, Raymond, and Asmodai as uh, Solomons is uh, pacing in front of you. And I want to start mid-conversation as Solomons is essentially finishing off uh, the security detail for tomorrow. Uh, for the Day of Sacrifice in the Jade Hills as everyone in the city needs to go to the altar to make a sacrifice or they will die. Um, the one thing I want to paint the scene with is that all around you, Asmodai, is uh, statues from, and if you take a closer inspection on it, they look like uh, from the engravings on their hand or other parts of their body, you see like the engraving of a badger as if it were a tattoo. And they all look like they're in sheer horror before they, before they became statues. And I'm gonna say that there's about 12 of them. As uh, Solman's just uh, goes on to say, and, and I say that that is what we should do for tomorrow. Any questions? I, I mean, I'm not a part. You said he's taking care of that before I get there, so I'm just going to wait yeah. silently until he dismisses everyone. Yeah. So uh, essentially, he uh, goes on the security detail for tomorrow. Well, is there anything you want to add on to it? Because uh, what he puts on for the security detail is obviously like a guards and crimson fist by the main bridge going into the Jade Hills, along with uh, uh, a single patrol of four to uh, basically. Uh, go around the Jade Hills to look out for anyone unsavory, along with a, uh, I won't say a company, but a squad of uh, guards leading up to uh, the Diamond Estate to uh, make sure nothing, or essentially to create a blockade to make sure nothing comes out from uh, 
what you told them from your first expedition. So he has a basic security detail. Um, wasn't there certain requirements that you want to do, like people you didn't want to uh, go over the bridge or? Mm-hmm. But it's been like a month and I can't remember who it was. Um, I assume any like uh, uh, opposing gang, like uh, what we got for the Jade Hand Syndicate is. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, any any wild ones, but um, Clearwater was allowed to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but any of the wild ones, if they see anyone with a badger tattoo, there's they're not letting them across. Yeah, and I would say. Uh, at that point, like, uh, you know, Solomons gives you a nod as well and uh, pushes over one of the Wild Ones statues and it shatters on the ground. Now there's about like nine statues around you. Uh, Solomons, I think at this point, would uh, go on to uh, give everyone uh, their duties. Um, I believe he would put you as head of security just going, uh, Ashmedai, I believe you should uh, handle who gets in and who gets out. Yorick, make sure no funny business happens during the proceedings. And uh, Raymond, make sure that all the sacrifices are up to code. We don't want anyone sacrificing children. And he's uh, pacing back and forth. And I believe at this point, uh, I think he would casually uh, mention Showa. The business that I've had for the last uh, three days has been going over well. Uh, The Sisterhood made contact with me, and I believe that we can organize an alliance with uh, the the girls. Uh, The Black Eyes have been putting me off from any contact, unfortunately enough. Her old bastard and just shakes his head. I ha- I did have something new today. You would not guess who tried to talk or try to set up a meeting with me. Go on, guess. Cool beard. How the hell did you know? <laughs> just gives you like a confused face. Because you been desperate. Don't worry, I'm already on it. Yeah, he shut up a meeting for us today. Would you uh, like to go in my place? I still need to work out and iron our problems with the black eyes. I kind of want to have him sit in the stew because he's turning towards the uh, king's gambit. And uh, let's just say that he's got a meeting with one of their kids um, coming up sooner rather than later. And I want him on. I want him to uh, understand how far reach is. All right, all right. That that sounds good. How about the task that I gave you? Are we clear to send messages? Duh. Excellent, excellent. And the king's gambit? Mm, pretty much it's halfway under our control and definitely an ally at the moment. And he just starts clapping his hand and going... Good, my boy. Good, good. And just starts, uh, like, patting you on the back. That's excellent news to hear. Having the nobles under our grasp is a good step forward. Uh, yes, and also I have... Oh, we're working on the way to get the Grim Song uh, to owe us a massive favor. Uh, and also learned that uh, the Jade Hand pilfered the bunch of Smiths out from underneath us, them and the wild ones, and we need to go and uh, liberate them as well. I got them working on some large project. Yeah, I've been hearing uh, hammer strikes throughout the night. 
has had me worried a little bit. I've tried talking to uh, a few of the blacksmiths myself, but they're all tight-lipped. I've seen uh, some dwarf-looking fella trying to make sure that uh, they're fed and watered like dogs. And, yeah, I think uh, at that point, uh, as he's uh, pacing around, he, he he's looking at the statues, all seven of them, and I think he's just examining a few of them, and he says, uh, Have you heard any news from the gray dogs? Eh, other than they threw their hand in with the jade hand, or hat in with the jade hand, that's about it. I don't think they're much of a factor. They lost too many men. That's why I thought, too. Yeah, we've all lost a lot last week. And I think what I want to do is uh, he's going to uh, bring this to an end and uh, send you on his way. Each uh, Everyone has like a little bit to throw in the conversation. And we'll say that this probably lasted for about maybe an hour. And as Asmodai, if you were to number Solomons, Yorick, and Raymond, which number would you assign each person? What? That, um, I mean, Solomon number one. Yep. Um, Yurik would be three, Rain four, and nope. who's the other person? No, it'd be one, two, three, and just between those three. Uh, no, because Asmodeus number two. <laughs> I'm, trust me, I'm not counting you. Uh, sure. Yurik two, Raymond three. I want you to roll me a, if possible, custom uh, custom 1d3. If not, just roll 1d4 and re-roll on a 4. Uh, 1. Oh. Uh, just uh, give me a second. Oh, fuck. That's got my heart beating. Um, How do I want to phrase this? Solomon's ends the conversation and sends you on your way. You blink and it is... Just you, Asmodai, the leader of the Crimson Fists, and your Kapos, Raymond and Yorick, as you tell them to go on their way. I stop. Exe has stopped working. No, no, I, I thought you said you that they go on their way. I was waiting for you to continue. No, that like it's just that moment, and you have a bit of. I'm not sure what the right word is. You ever walk into a room and forget the reason why you walk into a room? Yes. That is the feeling that you get. Your character has no memory of Solomon's. Every instance that Solomon's has been in your memory, you have been acting in his place. And there are three statues around you. Okay, am I still in the same room? Yeah. The only thing that has changed is that Solomon's doesn't seem to exist anymore. Okay. So then who's the leader of the Crimson Fist? You are. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What are you going to do now? As leader of the Crimson Fists, what's first on the agenda for today? Uh, well, we've already got these alliances figured out. We have the sisterhood who's contacting me. We know what's going on with the Black Eyes. I've just finished giving out the security details and the orders. Uh, yeah, no. I was gonna have start planning the idea for Solomon's to make his speech, so now uh, Asmodai is uh, working on his speech that he's going to give to start the Day of Sacrifice. Okay. Um, I assume you go to uh, uh, previous Leo's respite, now your tavern. I mean, I, I believe I made I burned that place to the ground. 
uh, I, I'm pretty sure we that that is a, a sore spot, and I wasn't going to fix it if I remember right. I don't think I burned it, but I wasn't ever going to fix it. <laughs> no, I just meant like since you went there to sleep, I figured it would have been a place for you to naturally go to practice your speech. But no, I I never went there to I never went there to sleep after the whole thing went down he would he would go to other places to sleep no nope. uh, you i, I want to be specific because you did go there like yesterday to sleep and pray because you talked to the little boy you looked at the statue mm, was that yesterday uh, yesterday yes in, in game world because i asked if everyone went to the you know slept at the Laban estate you said no you went to the orphanage then you told me you went to a certain tavern that you now own and you talked to the little boy told them to screw off after he called you metal man and you went to your room to pray about your branding ah uh, okay I okay yeah now now I remember I'm I'm not fixing it but it was the nearest place to sleep okay yeah, I, I guess I'll go there and practice my speech. Yep. So as you walk over there to uh, your tavern, you do see that your statue is missing. You see crumbles on the ground, maybe uh, the leftovers of a hand. Well, that statue wasn't in. It was in. Was uh, in front of the tavern. It was on public display. You you told me specifically that it was in front of the tavern. Right, on public display, and it would have had guards in front of it. Yep, that's totally fine. In fact, there are guards still guarding it. Not sure why they're guarding it. Oh, if they're so, what they're guarding a hand? Yeah, cause like it to put it. Yes, it is a very strange scene. They are in front of it. They are guarding it, but they can't remember why they're there in front of a hand. And I think like how they justified being there is that they think that they're guarding the tavern now. Do I still remember the statue? Here's the weird part. You remember a changeling, but you can't remember. Actually, it doesn't draw any thoughts. Any thoughts of Leo Longpa are completely gone from your mind. You do remember a changeling, though. You just can't remember its name. You just remember that you hated him. You talked to him a lot. And each time you remember this changeling, it's strange that you don't remember him as a Leonin. You remember him as a default changeling. White hair, pale skin. It's a bit strange that you didn't kill him then and there just for being a changeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Odd. Strange, indeed. Can you make me a dexterity saving throw? Mm, failure. Oh nat my one. god. Yeah, nat one, zero. Um, you fall onto the ground. You tripped on your own feet. Okay. What is... I'll look down. Is there something I tripped over? Or am I just that clumsy, apparently? There's nothing there. You could only assume that you're just that clumsy. Must have had too much to drink last night. Yeah, I'll go inside the tavern and start practicing my speech. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yep. As you uh, go in, uh, you don't see the tavern owner anymore, but you do see, like, the kid right behind the counter shivering in fear. Oh... 
Do I see their the object of their fear? Um, if you ever seen, I uh, well, you probably haven't, but it's basically a child going through a psychotic breakdown. You know, like hands over head, curled up into a ball, leaning against like uh, the counter behind it. Like he's not looking at anything. He's closing his eyes and slowly like sobbing. Child, what is your, what is the issue? What is causing you such grief? And he looks at you wide eye and goes, Metal Man, and runs up and hugs you. And just keeps uh, stuttering as he's trying to speak and like the tears keep going into his mouth. And he sees not like coming out in strings from his nose. Uh, he again, um, you, you might need to reassure the kid or put him at ease because he is just too terrified to speak. Yeah, I'll pat him on the head and just um, it'll be okay and then I'll look at the uh, the bartender and try and get an answer out of him hang on there was never a bartender well I mean you had the owner who was the bartender he was the one who served the drinks yep there was never a bartender in fact there was never an owner yeah I know I call him the bartender because I own it <laughs> yep let me put it this way. For as long as you remember, the Changeling owned this tavern. There was never a previous owner or bartender that you can remember. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. And you just see him sniffling and crying. Uh, I'm going to try and calm him down. Yeah. And get an answer from him on what's the matter. Yeah. So you pat him on the head and he talks in between breaths and he says, Metal Man, I, I need your help from. And what he says next sounds inaudible to you. Your eyes glaze over like you've been through a lecture that's way too boring to pay attention to. And a couple seconds pass after he says something that you just don't care about. And he just looks at you dumbfounded. What was that? Can you repeat what you said? I said, no, I said, and again, your eyes glaze over and you just do not care about whatever the hell he's talking about. Okay, well, I will leave him. I'll go get him some milk or something from behind the bar. Then I have more important things to go deal with. <laughs> okay, and he just just stares at you just like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Not this kid's parent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you get him milk and you give it to him and just goes, well, aren't you going to take care of it? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll get right on it. Yeah. He just starts drinking the milk and he drops the glass as he stares at the door. All right. Uh, that was weird. Mm. Uh, time to focus on more important things than some ramblings of a child. Yeah, so I assume you go up to uh, your room and this kid is just staring at open air at door and slowly like walks back to another room or not a room like uh, the the storage room in a sense. Um, yeah, and I assume you probably spend the rest of your time uh, practicing your speech and uh, like what talking in front of the mirror or talking to a wall. 
Yeah, just talking to a wall. Yeah, and as you're talking to the wall, it's a good day today. It, it really is. There were sounds of fighting from a Grim Song and Black Eyes territory. It has been for the last couple days. And nowadays it just seems peaceful. You get the feeling that you get the feeling that things are slowly getting back on track. That the wars from uh, each gang have been uh, dying down. It is just an extremely peaceful day, and everyone just seems happy. Is there anything else you want to do throughout the day? Uh, not that, not that I can think of. Okay, then we can move things along. Uh, Asmodai, as you're uh, practicing, you look out the window and you do see fire and smoke coming from uh, the Sisterhood territory. And it seemed like one house fire, then a second, then a third, then a fourth, and a fifth. It's starting to get a little out of control. And uh, keep in mind, even though each territory is separated by, you know, gangs and its protection, it were still in a residential, like the entire blighted slums where regular people live. So we, you can only assume people are dying from this fire. <sighs> I will get up from my room, go to the, one of the guards outside, tell them to start getting the boys together and get a fire brigade going, and I will start in going over there to figure out what is causing these fires. Or rather, whom is causing these fires? Yep. And uh, as you're uh, as you're going along, you get uh, I would say about ten men, probably 10, 20 men. And no, I'm going to be specific. Twenty men. You get uh, twenty men start barking out orders. And speaking about barking, you see dogs barking at what looks to be nothing. They they're just going wild, just growling, fucking barking, snarling. A few of them whimpering. And you send uh, 20 men to go on the bucket brigade. And uh, I assume you uh, are you going to try to look for the source of the fire or are you going to focus on putting out the fires? I have I, I have lackeys now to put out the fires. I'm looking for the source. OK, that is perfect. So as uh, your 17 men go out to uh, put out the fires, so you are looking for the source. And we'll say you're uh, going through the town. And hmm, what's the best way to put this? I think you find the source of the fire at a newly started fire. You see smoke coming out of a building uh, through the windows. And you hear a voice. John, what does he hear? Yes, we gotta keep looking. They're gonna be around here somewhere. Yeah, you hear that from inside the building. Well, let's see. My ire has been peaked as... I run in to figure out what these idiots are doing. All right, idiots, describe what's happening inside this empty building. Uh, imagine we're, we're tearing it apart, looking for clues, trying to to find the people still. Mm, and I assume, like, you see me after each footstep, like, his footprints are starting fires. Orden, what are you doing? Watching the fires. <laughs> Yeah, so you see, like, a, I want to imagine, like, the little gnome, like, you know, sitting on something, like, you know, doing the childish swinging the legs as you're watching the fires. All right, boys. Uh, Asmodai, what do you say to the boys? What are you idiots doing? And stop, turn off your fire thing, you moron. You're burning down buildings. Yes, we gotta get rid of the sisterhood. Why 
prepared to face too many things. My little buddy here needs a dead body. Uh, that seems extreme. One, extremely hypocritical. Secondly, why? Third of all, why? Um, hang on. Just to refresh your memory, you do know one of the whys. During the contract making of Fethel requested bodies. Oh, I, I understand. He's still saying why. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, because Sisterhood isn't friends with anyone except for themselves, and they have pissed off the wrong people. The Okay, turn off your fire. I really don't want to burn the death in this building. He just kind of rolls his eyes and stops burning the house. Yes, and we see the fire just whoosh, just go out. Okay, that's not... So who have they made an enemy of? You're not being really specific here. They made an enemy of Sion. Gosh, that's very unfortunate, but uh, not good enough reason to start down, start burning down people's homes. Mm, don't worry. You do realize that fires spread, right? Not my fires. Yeah, uh, as you say, not my fires. I'm going to explain something very weird that happens. All around you, and I'm saying everyone notices this, all around you, you see a mirage-like effect of the unseen public. Watercolor, it seems like if you try to put two photos together that don't quite line up, it's very disorienting and like, is very disorienting and kind of makes you guys a little motion sick. I will say at this point, if you guys want to, you can enter the unseen public without any drugs or dust. Now they're coming out. Uh, he's going to go in because he has figured out that they're hiding in the unseen public. Okay. We see me disappear. Me, you keep your bear-like head as you go into the unseen public. Asmodai, Raka. Asmodai is not going in there. Okay. Raka, Raka. it's going in. All right. You uh, guys go in. And Asmodai, you do see them. You, you see them as black silhouettes. Me, Raka, you see Asmodai as a blue silhouette. Uh, Raka, you keep your head as well. It is perfectly normal. And you guys go into the unseen public and you do see like uh, members of uh, the sisterhood here. You see uh, black fingers and uh, animal heads on all of them. What do you guys do? How many of them are there? Six. And how, do they look like members that fight or members like the ones I've taken out in the past? Ones you've taken out in the past. It seems like a mix of uh, common folk. It They don't look armed. So, gonna give you a chance to repent and also tell me who's been defacing Sam's property. As you say that, you get pushed out of the unseen public and you're with Asmodai again. And the world seems normal once more. Well, I guess they're gonna lose some more buildings. So are they still in the unseen public when this... They are in the unseen public. Me and Raka were pushed out. Oh, they're pushed out. Are you trying to say they're making an alliance with the with the Jade Hand? Is that the issue, or are they running in there because they're scared of you burning down their homes? They were already in there before I started burning them down. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, this is not uh, the best way to get what you want done. You're hurting a lot of innocent people. 
and causing a commotion. Nope, didn't hurt any innocents. You, then you're blind because uh, you're burning down people's homes. Nope, I'm burning down. And in the blighted slums, fire spreads quickly. Empty buildings. As you say that again, same effect happens. You uh, see a mirage effect in front of you. And you all have the option to go back into the unseen public. This time, me's going to charge in and yep. attempt to grab a hold of one of them as quickly as possible. You do that and you grab them. No need to check. These are weak people. You uh, hold it up. You see, a, uh, I would say, an elderly man with a uh, rabbit's head, red eyes, and you hold them up. No, I don't need to take care of everyone, but I need the crime to stop. So tell me who it is now. <laughs> what are you asking for? Like a leader or? The ones that are, the ones that we're hunting for, the ones that are defacing the, the churches. Yep. yep. And he just goes, oh, we, we don't know who I, we, we don't, I, I don't know. What are you hiding from? That, and he points outside. And I just want to make sure. Uh, Asmodai, Rock, are you still outside of the Unseen Public? No, I'm in about to cast a spell. Uh, no, I'm not going in there. Yep, so we see the black silhouette of Asmodai as behind him. You see, like I described before, imagine a racking, if anyone's ever seen it, where, you know, the tails are knotted up and you see a snake-like body coiling around Asmodai with a human face. And, uh, sorry, blue silhouette of uh, Asmodai as a snake coils around him with a human face that is also blue. Me, Raka, you see a hydra. Is it like coiling around Asmodai like it's about to? It's about to constrict and eat him. So if me's gonna attack that thing. Here's the thing though. You can't attack it in the unseen public. You are just seeing reality itself. If you want, you can leave the unseen public to tell him. You can move freely in between the unseen public and reality at this moment. Can I attempt to pull him in? Um, I assume it would be a contest of strength because Asmodai has made it clear that he doesn't want to go into the unseen public and a random hand coming out of nowhere might startle him. Okay, but... You can. You can try. So I want you both to make a contest of strength. Strength or athletics? Just pure strength. You had a 15. Asmodai? Just strength, not athletics. Just strength. Pure strength. Yeah. So uh, describe how you do this, me. Uh, 15 and 13 for the audience. So me would just kind of see that danger and just try to, like, grab him by the by his, like, back of his armor and yank him through the thing. You do. And Asmodai, uh, again, it, it feels like motion sickness as you, like, go in between the worlds. You, you feel like you're falling visually and the world around you shifts and Asmodai, I need to tell you, you have memory of Solomon's and the barkeeper as you come into the unseen public and you see the blue silhouette of a hydra roaming the town. Where is P wondering all this, by the way? Is he not with them? Not with them. Uh, okay. Well, I if I see the hydra, then I'm going to go attack that, since apparently that just tried to eat me. You would have to go back into reality to attack it, just that's, to clarify. That's fine. 
I don't want to be in the unseen public anyway. Okay. You uh, go back into reality and make me a wisdom saving throw. All 19. As you come back into reality, um, you're in this building and you see the head of uh, one of the Hydras slithering in. And it is long, it is scary. It looks like a human. So uh, everyone roll for initiative, including you, P1. Nine. Mm -hmm. Fourteen for me. Seventeen. All right, uh, P1, can you also roll? P1's total initiative is uh, 21.1. Okay. So just to explain what we got here, I'm going to be running uh, two separate combats. It's going to run on one initiative tracker. Uh, we're going to go through uh, the part, the main party's initiative tracker. Then we're going to go to P1s then again and again and again. All right. Sounds just so I don't, Yeah. So I don't have to keep switching back like every other round uh, between maps. So we're going to start off with uh, the, the house here. We we see me Nordon as a uh, uh, black silhouettes and uh, the unseen public. As you guys watch, uh, Asmodai come back into reality to fight against this Hydra. Um, this is one head of the Hydra, Asmodai. You see one very very snake-like body, long neck, and a human face with sunken eyes. And you hear birds chirping as it mashes its mouth um you did a wisdom check so everything should be hunky-dory for now um we are going to start off with its turn as it moves towards you i got a 17 by the way well okay well first you guys are in the unseen public so yeah i I know yeah i'm not gonna do anything i just saw i'm not on the tracker you are you're at the very top oh it's not appearing on mine yeah don't worry, I have everyone on. I can see it, so okay. I'll be able to go in between them. So me, I assume you either hold your turn, do nothing. Yeah, I guess I would uh, prepare to kind of see what's happening. So I would just make sure that I keep Ordon safe. <laughs> so I kind of stand in front of him. So we uh, see its mouth uh, try to uh, bite you. Um, it is going to lash out with uh, two bites against Asmodai with its uh, long neck. Yeah, I assume uh, obviously five for the first attack, eight for a second if it does connect. Neither one connects. Yep. You you see it like uh, uh, crushing against the ground as uh, planks of wood like chomp into its mouth. It is now your turn, Asmodai. What do you do? Mm. Okay, bonus action. Mm. Uh, going to activate one of my smite spells. Yep. Uh, and then I'm going to attack him. Let's see. It's a 20. Yep, hits. And 12, which I'm going to guess misses. Yep, uh, 12 misses. Alright, so on that, um, he takes seven bludgeoning damage, but then he also, um, let's see, takes five points of fire damage as the searing smite that my, my, as my, uh, weapon is briefly covered in flames, and, uh... And that's 13 points of damage? Yeah. Yep. As it gets covered in fire, um, and then at the start of its next turn it can make a con save but until he makes a con save uh or the spell ends he's now set on fire okay that's uh good to hear um and as you do that you hear a uh, water steaming as uh you hit it uh just because i uh again 
trying to organize all this, I neglected to mention this thing looks like it's made out of black water. And you uh, see it hiss as all of uh, the damage does go through. Okay. Uh, um, anything else for your turn? Yeah, no, that that's uh, that's it. Rocco, what do you do? Well, I have a question about its anatomy. Okay. So is its head essentially like coming all the way through the doorway and where the token is is where its head? Yep, yeah. Uh, just imagine its body goes outside as well. And just for the sake of simplicity, so I don't have to track where the hell its tail is, you can attack it right on the token or by the door. I'm going to move a little closer to the creature and it doesn't, does it seem to notice me as I'm walking? Um, no, it doesn't notice you. Am I close enough to investigate the structure of the doorframe for like weak points in it? Um, no, you're gonna have to get closer within uh, five, 10 feet. Well, for my bonus action, I will cast, um, would you allow magic stone to be cast on copper coins unless there's rubble nearby for me to grab? Um, you could grab. Oh, you're in the unseen public, so there is uh, no rubble at hand. Um, but you, you know what? Since you just bit the ground, you could put your hand through the uh, through the unseen public into reality and uh, grab it if you so desire. I'll go ahead and do that then in my turn. Okay. And just for the sake of clarity, um, I'm going to allow you guys to interact in between uh, worlds, but if you want to attack, you're going to have to make a full transition just to, you know, avoid... Uh, what what the hell would you call it? Uh, Metagamey bullshit. Annoyances on my end, trying to think of everything. Um, kiting. To avoid kiting. Yeah, there we go, kiting. Thank you. All right, uh, so Ordon, what were you planning to do with this rubble? Cast the magic stone. All right, you can uh, do that. Uh, is there any chance of failure? No. Okay, uh, you do just that. Does that end your turn? Yep. All right, um, so we're going to... Uh, narratively, we're, we move from the house to uh, the Laban estate inside of uh, the study where uh, P1 has gone into the unseen public and we see the uh, head of a snake or the head of the uh, Hydra go in between the unseen public and reality and it pokes its head into the unseen public's uh, version of the Laban estate. Uh, the, it sounds like a bird uh, chirping as it uh, comes through and its head reels around and looks towards uh, P1. Uh, Mega, I got a lot of things running through my head right now, so uh, treat it as level five for now. Uh, we'll deal with the inconsistencies later. Because surprise, surprise, when I make an uh, enemy stat block, I usually don't go too far in a thought about like uh, uh, making it as a player would make a character. Right. Anyway, so like, uh, okay, yeah, so it's, uh, yep. it's, it's P1's turn, okay. Well, uh, I feel like the obvious move here is uh, P1 is going to very quickly uh, to pluck a feather from his from his arm, mm -hmm. just like uh, thinking on it, like uh, scribbling a bit, dismissing it, and the and the air around his body becomes uh, much colder as he casts uh, Arm of Agathis onto himself. Okay, sounds good. It, this feels like a good defensive move right now because I don't know. Yep. <laughs> Uh, you're you're pretty you're pretty trapped in there. Well, I mean, like your your buddy would be difficult terrain, but fuck, man, you got oh yeah, you could scoot your way around, but fuck, man, that that's bad. I mean, like I have other things, but I've, I'm gonna buff defenses first. Uh, Anything else that you do? Um, it's like uh, honestly, that will end P1's turn for the time being. All right, and do you uh, see the hat head snap at you with uh, two quick bites? Um, 
I assume 11 doesn't hit you. 11 does not hit, no. Yeah, but uh, the other one definitely does. Um, that'd be a 24. Uh, a 24 would hit, yes. And I should declare I uh, I did cast the... Uh, what level? I'm going to get this at level three. Yeah. Okay. And that's a 15, right? Yeah, it's 15. Okay. Yep. So we'll see. Holy shit. Uh, it does uh, max damage on a uh, 1d10. And let me let me look at the modifier. Um, all right, so it does uh, 13 points of damage as it bites at you. And I assume it takes 15 in return. Yep, it takes 15 cold damage. Yeah, uh, pretty impressive. So I want to imagine that like the first bite, like you uh, uh, go to the side, then the second bite comes in and it just comes onto the armor. And we see like the froth spreading mouth as it bites you in the shoulder. All right. So none of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that ends his turn. What does Gene do? So Levon is going to like uh, move slightly over here and uh, he is going to fire two Eldritch Blasts at the thing. Mm, okay. So I'm just going to roll two d20s because uh, I haven't put that the that part in yet. I did spells last. Uh, and uh, just to clarify, uh, the AC is uh, after Mage Armor. Uh, I have a 14 and a 14 again. Okay, so 14 for both hits. What was uh, Laban doing? Uh, sorry, they were uh, firing two Eldritch Blasts. Uh, both the miss. Uh, we see, yeah, we see the beams of light go past its head as it just looks at you and just licks its lips. Um, does that end his turn? Uh, that will that will end his turn for now. Okay. Uh, we move back to the house with uh, the other boys in reality. Um, it is now me's turn. Me, what do you do? Um, I'm going to run out and attack it. Okay, go right ahead. Wait, if he's leaving the Unseen Public, does that mean he's had to take like a full turn to do so? I was considering it. I, I'm considering it. a wisdom save. Hmm. How, how do I want to do it? I think, no, yeah, no. Asmodai was talking while I was thinking. Um, I, yeah, I'm going to say it's a full standard action to go in between uh, realities to prevent you guys from jumping in between and basically trying to kite the monster or any future combat. Because th this is very special conditions for the Unseen Public. Okay, then I'll get out of it and then I will... You can reconsider what you can do if you want to. No, I'll still get out of it. Mm -hmm. I'll get behind it and I'm going to uh, become really big. Okay, go right ahead. And we hear that growing sound effect from uh, the Justice League. Yeah, I was I was imagining more of like a Transformers, like choo 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 choo. Ordon actually does have that sound effect for uh, his armor. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we see uh, me grow uh, like into a new size. Um, was it larger or uh, medium to large or large to huge? Um, medium, medium to large. Yeah. yeah, medium to large. All right. Um, you become that size. Um, does that end your turn? Yeah, because I use my action to to come out. Yeah, you come out and do it. Hang on, before I forget. You come out, you do that, you're growing size, you're ready. Me, make me a wisdom saving throw. Net 20. Yeah, you, you are undeterred. You come in, you hear like the sound of birds and you re remain focused. You can still see the Hydra. Okay, it is now the Hydra's turn. Just for clarity, uh, there's gonna be repeated saves each time it is its turn, specifically for you guys. Not for P1, for you guys. All of us are just one send the real world whoever's in reality uh me you just made yours so i'm gonna consider it a success for this round next round on its turn you're gonna repeat the saving throw as Madai, make me another wisdom saving throw let me check 14 hang on 
Sorry, I, uh, okay. No, uh, sorry, I, uh, misread it. Uh, it's gonna be on your turn, Asmodai. I'm gonna keep that rolled, and I'm gonna describe what happens next. So, sorry, misread, uh, the ability. On your turn, on each one of your new turns, he will repeat the saving throw. Um, for now, he, it's, it's gonna bite each one of you. The first one's gonna go for Asmodai, the second one's going to go for me. Wow, not one. It misses. Uh, let me check modifier because i keep fucking forgetting okay uh does uh 21 hit you me yeah that'll hit okay uh serious it needs to make a con save at the top of its turn too okay yes uh, i'll do that uh wait does that affect uh any moves it can do or just straight damage no it's just gonna make it still stay on fire okay thank you uh keep me honest about that uh me you take five points of damage and it's gonna make a constitution saving throw um let me double check just make sure, though I'm pretty sure that's failure. Um, does a 12? No, 12 doesn't succeed, I'd assume. Yeah, so now, yeah, now it takes another d6 of fire damage. Okay, I'll roll it. Uh, two damage, gotcha. Okay, yeah, so it goes in for the bite, and we see the fire's wreath around uh, the snake-like body. Now, Asmodai, um, as you are getting ready for your attack, you blink and you don't see it anymore. You look around and you see that me is big and you don't understand why he's big. Uh, why why would he be big in this kind of situation? In fact, most of your memories leading up to this, you were having a peaceful discussion with me about being a good man and not lighting houses on fire. Uh-huh. So I also don't see the thing burning or the steam? No, you don't see it. You do not see fire. You do not see steam. Interesting. Yes. So he's big, which means danger. Yep, danger. So you're just going to stay on alert thinking that there's an ambush? No, I'm going to cast... Um, I'm going to use Divine Sense. Awesome. Exactly. You use Divine Sense. Um, can you read out the... A description one more time so I can flavor it right. Yep. Presence of strong evil. Yep. As an action, you can open up your awareness and detect such forces until the next your turn. No detection. Yep. Yep. Then radius. Um, and that only applies to you. Yep. Yep. And you see it again. And you so long, yes, with divine sense, and that's just uh, how long does that last for? Uh, it, it just detects a presence. It's a one-action use, so theoretically it only lasts for the, the round. Um, it, it says in that description you posted, it says, until the end of your next turn, you know. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. So it, it ping. it's like a radar. It pings, you know it's there. Yes. So as you do it, you do see the beast once again. So you take a moment, you look at me and go, something's not right here. You do divine sense. and you sense the fiend. Um, I'm sorry, did that uh, affect your previous damage, uh, considering uh, it, it is a fiend? Uh, no, it wouldn't okay. do anything because I didn't use actual spine. Yes, that, that's fine. So to keep in mind, it is a fiend. You see it in all its glory. And I want to imagine, since you're using Define Sense, it's not going to affect you mechanically, but I just want to describe visually that it you don't see the actual creature. You see like trails of smoke, like pure evil condensed into like uh, a dark miasma. If you ever played Dark Souls, it looks like uh, the human pus uh, that comes from like the bosses and random enemies in the game. 
you just see like two burning coals for eyes and like worms and black smoke that makes up its body. Um, what do you do, Asmodai? You can now attack it if you so desire. You do have memory of everything that's happened thus far. I'm gonna cast spiritual weapon. Okay. And uh, describe the effect on your weapon. So a large spectral fiery hammer appears next to the creature okay. and uh, bonks him on the head. Uh, is it, uh, do you roll to hit or does it just happen? Yeah, one second. 19 to hit, which I'm guessing hits and it does 12 force damage. Okay, we see it bonking on the head. All right, uh, does that end your turn? Uh, Yeah, it does. Okay. Ordon, Raka, what do you do? I will use my action to dash to the door. Okay, go right ahead. And I'm, a, I'm assuming it's filled out due to how big this thing is. Yep. Can I make an investigation on the door frame to see any weak points in it? Go right ahead. Give me 16 or higher. Wow, that's uh, 13. Um, there's really nothing too much at the moment. It looks like its body uh, skillfully like slithered in through the door. Yeah, that would do my turn. Okay. We move on to uh, the other map with uh, P1 in the unseen public, watercolor and all that. Uh, we see P1 and Jean in the study, P1 near the hearth, and this Hydra head, this human's head on a Hydra's body. This long snake-like body is coiled around a chess table with a portal from reality as it Looks like it's ready to attack P1. What do you do? All right. The next logical step here would be... Uh, yeah, this makes sense. Uh, P1 is going to to put down... Uh, like, a stare at this creature with all of his eyes. And he is going to, once again, like, a, a pluck a feather, make a, uh, a few gestures in the air before dismissing it as the entire area in front of him uh, slowly starts to become encompassed in a cube of web. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, describe what that does. Like, what, what am I in for? I'm casting the web spell. <laughs> okay. Uh, what does web do? Okay. 20 foot cube. Yep. Uh, webs are difficult terrain. Lightly obscured the area. Yeah, so the, the cube in question is going to basically be uh, uh, extending from, and I guess I could just draw it, but basically extending from directly in front of P1 to... Uh, yeah, so, and I assume he's careful not to touch the hearth. Um, it basically just goes around, uh, yeah, in front of him. I, I was trying to draw a shape, but then I remembered like the draw tools. I can see it, yeah, I, 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 I can tell where it is now. Um, and it's a concentration spell. Is there any way for me to get rid of uh, the web through or attack, or is that just not applicable with this spell? Uh, not with this spell, no. Okay, yeah, so best bet for him is just to try to attack you to break your concentration. All right, uh, what else does P1 do? Uh, as P1's going to end his turn, and it, it begins its turn, is it gets to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, on its turn or your turn? Uh, since it's starting its term in the web on its turn. Okay, and that ends your turn. Okay, all right. So it is going to make its uh, a dexterity saving throw. Oh, fuck, it fails with a two. So it is, it is now restrained. Yeah, without a modifier. And I assume restrained, it can't make any attack, can't really do anything. Well, 
it can make an attack, uh, but it's at disadvantage, or it can try to use its action to uh, to break the restraint. Oh, shit. Because it's going to stay restrained until next turn, because uh, it's not a repeated saving throw if I'm restrained. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no. It's like a, you like well, once you fail the save, uh, yeah. you no, know, you're that way unless you break out. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it's going to spend its action to get out, um, and I assume it fails, yeah, with a uh, eight. Yeah. Yeah, it fails. <laughs> yeah, I assume so. All right, so it uh, stays right there. Uh, what does Gene do as it is stuck in this web? All right, now Gene is going to uh, once again fire two Eldritch Blasts at it, now with advantage. Sounds good. Uh, tell me the rolls. Uh, so that will be a 25 to hit and a 24 to hit. 25, 24. Yeah, each one hits. Tell me the damage. Uh, I'll just roll the 2d10s. Uh, 12 force damage. Yep. Action, yeah. Uh, and uh, just for fun, though, because now it's in the situation, uh, it's like I am now going to force the creature to move uh, 10 feet further into the web that I created. <laughs> OK, so you're going to half the damage. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, how I imagine it is that you rolled up in more of the webs. Again, it's like a huge cube. Like, I want you to imagine like maybe a, like a bunch of spiders really did just like go ham on <laughs> on this part of the room in a 20 foot square. And it's just covered in the stuff all over. <laughs> I need you and Gene to make a, a wisdom saving throw. Tell me if you get 15 or higher. Do it twice. All right. This one is for P1. Uh, P1 has a, a 13. Yep. One failure. Make another one. Okay. So like both of them are making two with saves. Four. Yeah. Four total. Yes. And then 19. And then Gene. So this one I did make sure to put in. There we go. Oh, dear. Because that's going to be uh, eight, seven. Three failures, one success. All right. So since I have uh, regained my bearings and read through the stat block, there is something interesting that I'm going to introduce to both sides since I haven't been doing it. After it takes its attack, it uses both of its reactions. And yes, I said both. Both of its reactions to uh, both the Eldritch uh, Blast to uh, make a whale. And it basically uh, does psychic damage. Uh, on a save, it doesn't do any damage whatsoever. Uh, yeah, let me make sure I'm reading that correctly. No, um, I'm sorry. That was with uh, Gene being closer or not being closer. Yeah, he's outside of the range after you pushed him. So uh, only P1s uh, first do save. So it's, a, so it's a 10 foot range or 15? Yeah, so uh, it's my bad. Uh, you're the only person in range. So uh, the first two saves you made, 13, 19, um, you have one failure, and you're going to take a 2d4 uh, psychic damage. Okay, that is uh, four damage uh, psychic that you take. Okay. Yeah. Basically, you hear a guttural and inhuman screech as it gets hit by these uh, blasts. What's the con save for? A web is concentration. It's a success. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, 13. Okay. Um, that Does that end Gene's turn? Nothing more? So, uh, that's all Gene will do. Okay, going back to uh, the boys at the house. In reality. It is now me's turn. Me, what do you do? So he's uh, coming through the door and like can't really move from that location, right? Like he's kind of snaked in there. Oh, what are you talking about? The door? Yeah. Like right here. 
Uh, yes, that is going to be constant. Um, I'm only going to allow it in this square again, so I don't have to keep track of where the fuck its entire body is. But yes, imagine like a long anaconda-like body snaking through. Before you do anything, me, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Tell me if you get 15 or higher. 17. You hear the chirping is bur uh, of birds as you overcome this again. It tries to snake away from your perception, but you are locked onto this beast. This is your prey. What do you do? Uh, the first, uh, he's gonna be like, you're not escaping from me, and I'm gonna create a bonfire at the door. Okay, go right ahead. Um, so that would be a, a dex save throw, which I can't really move, but I guess... Um, it's, uh, if it fails, it's 2d8 fire damage. Yeah. Uh, remind me, because it's two different, uh, status effects, do they, uh, go over each other with the burning he's currently feeling and the new bonfire? So I remember hearing something about this a while ago. Uh, I can't remember. Well, the, the bonfire isn't, like, a status effect. It's, it's a, a damage spell. It's, yeah, it's damage. Okay, yes. All right, uh, you try to place a bonfire in front of the door, and it needs to make a dexterity save, you said? Yeah, so the bonfire's there. It's it's at the door. It makes a dex save when I cast it, and then every time it starts its turn there. Okay, that's perfectly fine. It fails. How much damage? Four damage this time. Four damage. Uh, Asmodai, me, make a, uh, a saving throw. What kind? Uh... Uh, wisdom saving throw, please. This is different. Yeah, 17 again. 17. Asmodai. You said wisdom, right? Yeah, wisdom saving throw. You're going to make a lot of them. 22. Holy shit. Yeah, it wails. It makes uh, one reaction. Um, Do you do anything else, me? Yeah, I'm going to use my action surge and attack. Okay, great. Ahead. First one's an 18. 18. All right, that hits. All right, seven points of damage. Hold on. I gotta look up this one last thing. Yep. So I take 15 damage and okay. has to make a strength save. Okay. 15. Yeah. All right. Strength save, uh, 15 or higher. Um, it. Hang on. Let me double check the stat. Yeah, it does not pass. So it's restrained. Are you fucking serious? All right. And my other roll is eight, and I don't think that hits. Uh, isn't it with advantage since it's restrained now? Oh, I guess they both would have been with advantage because Asmodai's there. Yeah, so just for the hell of it, reroll both. See if you get an at 20. Mm. Reroll. Uh, yeah. so, the, so the 21 hit? Yeah, I was going to count that as the very first one to see if you got a critical hit. The second one would be your second reroll. Okay, so it didn't hit. Yeah. Again, I'm not trying to, yeah, I'm not trying to fuck you, it's just I was trying to give you an opportunity. Yep. And uh, it at the start of its turn, it's going to take another 2d6 fire from the from the restraints. Yeah, so what what is it restrained from? So basically, when I hit, fiery chains come out of my axe again and just wrap around it. Okay, and do I get a repeated saving throw on its next turn? Or its turn? At the start of its turn... Yeah. It, um, wait, it takes two days soon. At the end of each of its turns, it makes another saving throw. But at the start of its turn, it takes the 2d6 fire. And it's restrained, and while it's restrained, it uh, automatically fails dex saves, or disadvantage at least, I think. 
I hate you guys so much. Uh, restraint creatures, yes. Uh, uh, disadvantage on deck saves. Okay, because it also has to make a save against my bonfire. Okay, hang on. So I have to make uh, two dexterity saving throws, both at disadvantage. Uh, do I, like, I believe uh, he's still on fire from Asmodai, right? Or is that a constant thing? That that actually will have... Uh, no, actually, I haven't dropped concentration yet, so he's still on fire from that. Okay, that's perfectly fine. Okay, so that that's constant. Keep me honest about that. Uh, and I have to make a dexterity saving throw for the bonfire, correct? Yeah, and he takes three damage from the shackles first, and then... So much shit is stacking up on this fucker. All right, before we go on, I, I need to put out there. Um, how many turns has it been? Three? Mm, two. Two? This is the second... Uh, I thought this was the third round. This is this is the end of the second round. Unless me is... Is me on the top of the round? I'm first, yeah. Okay, so this is the thought start of the third round. Why aren't you on the initiative order? He is on my end. I, I can keep track of him. Remember, we're all on different maps right now, so we're not all going to be able to see the entire initiative. Only the DM can. Yeah. Gotcha. So the main reason I asked is because I did roll 1d4 behind the scene for this so uh how should i make this happen yeah so around its turn 14 and we we see uh the window uh burst open as we uh see another one of the heads come into the building it is 14 um asmodai correct me if you're wrong you have a negative in dexterity Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it goes ahead of you. So there is a uh, second uh, Hydra head that bursts through the window, and it basically just looks towards Ordon. So first, we are going to be uh, dealing with uh, this one in particular, which has to make Dexterity saving throw. Nat 1, doesn't matter with uh, disadvantage. Does it have to make any other saving throws? At the end of its turn, it'll make a strength. Yeah, strength. Okay. Um, Takes damage. another four damage. Okay. And then seven from the shackle. Uh, it's another three from the shackle, so seven damage total. Yeah, three. All right. God, you guys are really knocking this one down, but it's tough. It, it's a tough fucker. All right. Um, Asmodai, me, both of you make uh, saving throws. Uh, wisdom, please. Fifteen or higher. Five. Wait a second. You fail. Is this coming from the second creature? No. It, the second creature is going to go next. Okay. And this is from its quote-unquote reactions? Yes. Didn't you say it spends both of its reactions to do that? No. I said uh, before it was uh, for both attacks from Eldritch Blast. So each attack it took, it took a reaction towards each one of the attacks. He also slipped up and said it had two reactions. No, I didn't. And sure. Because remember, it, if it unless it has unlimited reactions, which literally no creature does... Trust me, it it has special rules it follows by. I I understand, but what I'm saying is is its reactions haven't reset until the start of its turn, so do keep that in mind with all these reactions to our attacks. Yes, that's why I have a new notepad. Yeah, I assumed that was the reason why he pulled out a piece of paper. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Asmodai, you pass. Uh, me, you fail. Two d four damage just to me. Me, you take four damage as it uh, screeches yeah and since this is the start of its new turn yeah cross new one start up i forget uh what's the the roll for concentration 10 or higher 
Like you have to you have to roll like a, above a twenty in damage taken to roll anything higher than a ten. Trust me, I learned this after one bad experience with bats. It, that is correct. And it's a Constitution save, right? Yeah. Wait. Holy shit! Twenty-four. Yeah. You you maintain concentration. All right. So just to uh, clarify, since it is the start of its new turn, um, its reactions did reset, and it spent one of its new ones to make that whale. Just to keep myself honest, I'm going to start announcing that. Um, yeah, so uh, it, it was his turn. He made the whale. He is currently restrained, um, which he can't fight against until the end of its turn. Um, I'm going to assume that's what he meant. Um so he's gonna make uh, two attacks at disadvantage. Okay, um, yeah, so four for one, uh, seven for the other. Uh, neither one hits, uh, just clarify for uh, this creature in particular is going to be attacking. His first attack is always gonna be attacking Asmodai, second one's always gonna be attack de- uh, attacking me. Uh, he misses both as he is restrained, chained on the floor. Uh, it is the second Hydra head that has now entered into the building that is going to attack, uh, shit. Ordon's in the Unseen Public, isn't he? Yep. Shit. Yeah, I forgot about that. Fuck it. It's going to go into, the, it's going to use his full standard action to go into the Unseen Public. And, uh, Ordon, you, uh, see a snake-like head. Uh, yeah, it's like a horror movie. You're just looking at the door and right behind you is, like, the the shadow of a, like, human head onto, like, uh, a snake the size of an anaconda. And since it used this entire uh, full standard action, uh, we are gonna move on to Asmodai. Um, and your divine sense has ended, is that correct, Asmodai? Or does it end at the end of your turn? It ends at the end of my turn, but I will say this too, don't forget it needs to make a con save on for my fire thing that's still happening to it. Con save, fails, um, just for the hell of it, I want to see if he gets in that one. Oh, wasted roll of a 20 for a disadvantage. Uh, three, three more fire damage onto it. Three more fire damage, okay. My god, you guys are obliterating these fucking things. Okay, uh, what else does uh, does Asmodai do? Um, alright, so as much as I want to attack this thing, I need to take care of this issue first. Um, I'm going to raise up my shield as that same blackish, uh, that reddish-black holy light that he uses when he smites surrounds himself as I use protection from good and evil. Protection from uh, good and evil. All right. Uh, what's that? Protection do? from evil and good. Um, basically, anything that um, is a aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, yep. and undead um, has disadvantage on all attack rolls against me, and I can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. Charmed, frightened, or possessed. Or possessed. Yep. Okay. You uh, touch. Okay. Yeah, you touch yourself. Huh. Okay. Um. You no longer have to make uh, wisdom saving throws for uh, uh, seeing the creature. I figured not. Yep. And I just want to double check. Yeah, it doesn't work against that. Okay. Um, Target has advantage on any new saving a throw against relevant effects. It doesn't charm, frighten, or possess with that. Okay. Um, uh, Does that end your turn? Yes. Before I forget, um, it's gonna try to will again from uh, getting hit from uh, whatever the fuck. What would he get hit with again? Failing to save. Um, searing smite. Yeah, searing smite is gonna Which, will again. Um, 
it it doesn't matter because once I use protection from evil and good, that effect is over. Oh, yeah, that that's fine, but still did the damage. Okay, so that's for you, Trek. Um, Asmodai, me, both of you make a wisdom saving throw. Even wait, nothing attacked it. I thought okay. It, so long as it takes damage. Oh yeah, that's the that was the thing I was gonna ask if the if it was if it mattered if it was taking an attack or took damage. Took damage. Mm-hmm. And does this effect elicit fear or anything like that? No. It, it's uh, imagine your ears bleeding from uh, uh, being uh, high pitched. Not twenty. Not twenty. Holy shit! Yeah, both of you guys succeed. That's the second reaction. All right, and uh, the reaction obviously is uh, shared between both creatures. So, okay, if that was its second reaction, then, uh, which would have procced when I damaged it on its turn, because that's when the damage for the searing smite takes place, uh, it, yeah, I would have moved away. That's fine. Yes, yes, that works out. So we, uh, uh see it wail, your ears begin, no, uh, you, you, uh, tough it out as it wails, and you, uh, just start backpedaling. <laughs> okay. It is now Ordon's turn. Ordon, there is a Hydra head, a human head on the snake body that is right behind you in the unseen public. What do you do? As Ordon quivers seeing this big aberration just come through the window, he is going to go into, spend his action to go into the real world. Oh, you fucking dick. All right, you do some. And then I will just use um, five feet of movement to move up one or one, two squares, 10 feet. Okay, sounds good. All right, we uh, go back to the Labana state, and currently the Hydra is inside of a web coiled up and uh, pushed back by Gene and P1 inside of the study. P1, what do you do? Okay, P1 is. Uh, you know what? We're gonna try and we're gonna try and see if we can just like try to keep that in there as long as I can. So I'm going to have the uh, uh, I'm going to have the head make uh, an intelligence saving throw. <laughs> as okay. Elon plucks a feather, rides for a moment, and just like a lashes his hand as he tries to do what Tasha's mind with. <laughs> okay, uh, what was the saving throw, please? Intelligence save. Okay, wow, it rolled 19, unmodified. All right, so it'll take half of this. Um, what is it? Uh, 11 psychic damage, so that uh, reduces down to five. Yep, five. I was not expecting these to have a neutral or positive, let alone neutral intelligence save, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, hang on. Let me double check because I didn't even look at it. Um, Let's see. Con. Yeah. No, you're right. It uh, it does have a negative. It's 17, if that matters. So it, it still passes. Yeah. 17. This is like, it, it still rolled high. I was just more surprised by the modifier. Um, um, I think I'm going to go ahead and use a bonus action to, uh, yeah, I'll use a bonus action to turn three sorcery points into a second level spell slot uh and that will end uh p1's turn okay um so it moves on to their turn uh right now i can make a uh, strength saving i can spend a full action to uh get out of this web it's a strength check yes yep strength check uh that is a i'm pretty sure it passes but uh yeah 17 oops sorry i have not checked my uh yeah a 17 does pass (laughs) okay and it's a difficult terrain here and going out. It is considered a difficult terrain, yes. Okay, so it is going to move forward uh, 10 feet, then another 20 feet, because I assume it's still in difficult terrain, even when it's here. Yeah, it's moving forward and it, it attacks P1. Uh, both of you guys, actually. First one's P1, second one's uh, uh, what's his nuts? Help me out here. Gene? <laughs> yeah, Gene. That's mean you named him. <laughs> 
Hang on. Uh, disadvantage at all since I just broke free. You, you broke the strain, so you're fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it. Uh, Who did I say first? Uh, P1 first, then Gene. Uh, yeah, I believe. Yeah. So uh, I assume that hits. I need to hear a modifier. That's uh, that's 20 to hit. Uh, P1 is going to to I guess slightly phase in the slightly to the left, and it'll miss him. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to describe the or not the effect? Can you tell me uh, what he did? Or text to me if you don't want to say it. Yep. Okay. Shield. This isn't. This isn't unprecedented. <laughs> yeah. So it attacks the ground and it, well, actually, yeah. It its face hits your shield, then it goes into bite Gene, um, missing him, probably biting the bookcase. And we see like pages flutter out of its mouth as it has books in its mouth. What does Gene do now? Um. Yeah, that's like a, this seems as good as any. Uh, you know, Gene is going to uh, to Eldritch Blast again. Okay. So, or wait, you know what? No. <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, one's an obvious miss, but uh, then a uh, 23 hits. Um, yep. Uh, what kind of attack are you doing? Uh, it's just an it was just an Eldritch Blast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh. Yep, seventeen tumbling damage, seven. And then I'm and then I'm cutting it in half as uh, I move it five feet back into the web. Yep. As well as himself. Yep. So three, yeah, because that would be uh, three damage. It goes back into uh, the web. Uh, does it have to make dexterity saving throw again? Uh, it doesn't have to make it until the beginning of its turn. Okay. Um, and because of that ability, uh, since that works on the attack itself, I'm going to say the reaction. Like, if it were to take a reaction, it wouldn't be able to act fast enough. Since uh, that was part of the full attack. Yeah, so it can't reach you now. Five, ten, yep, 15, you're 15 feet away. Uh, does Gene do anything else? We see it back into the web. So that's it for Gene's turn. Me, make me a wisdom saving throw as we move back to reality inside of a wooden house far away from P1. 13. 13. Uh, you are no longer aware of the Hydra in its existence, but you do see like a Asmodei, like weapon in hand, staring in your direction and uh, Raka, like walking forward away from a bonfire for some reason that you set in front of the door. You can only assume heathens are nearby. What about my chains that are coming from my axe? Um, that is a good question because you are like is currently in contact with it. I'm not sure how far I want to go with that, whether you don't see the chains or you don't recognize the weapon in hand. You're gripping at air. So me as a profession hunts magical creatures and stuff so i think he would suspect some fuckery going on yeah when you're holding something that you can't see so i imagine he's just gonna since he, he so i i don't think i have my axe in my hand correct yeah you don't you never had an axe but you feel something inside of your hand that like just keep it i'm trying to figure out the best way to phrase this that your memory is being altered and so uh along with your perception even though you feel something in your hand you don't ever recall using an axe in your life so he's gonna just strike out with his uh teeth and horns okay that uh sounds good read as if it's invisible i don't uh actually know those rules um correct me if i'm wrong everybody but i believe it's a disadvantage and is there a negative modifier that goes along with it uh no although if the creature is also restrained uh they would cancel each other out yeah you're right so it'd be a straight roll uh first one's 11 uh with modifier yeah yeah so that misses 
Anyone's a 12. You miss. So you're basically striking out the air, just being like, I don't know what we're doing, but we're doing something. <laughs> yeah. Um, we move on to this creature's turn, and you said the end of my turn is when I can make a saving throw to get out of the restrained? Yeah, but also you gotta make a dex save. Uh, yep. Dex and save. also take two, automatically take 2d6, and then a dex. What's the 2d6 for? He's still restrained by the fire stuff. Uh, that, the concentration on that ended with Asmodai, if that's what you're referring to? No, no, my, my restraining fire chains. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yep, 2d6. Eight, eight damage from that. Yep, eight damage. And then also the dex save. Yep, dex save. Yeah, it passes. It's neutral, so... Okay, so it doesn't take damage this turn from it. Yep, and its reactions have now reset. Um, to which it's just going to wail from taking the passive damage at me. Me, for some reason, in reality, you just hear something off. Seven. 2d4. You take five points of damage as your ears begin to bleed. And it uses up one reaction. All right. Um, I believe it it's currently restrained, so that'd be a disadvantage on... Oh, yeah, I was supposed to make a disadvantage on that deck save. Um, well, a critical failure... Okay, yeah, you're talking about that one. Yeah, uh, still 17, so passes. Thank you for keeping me honest. Um, it's technically not invisible, but me doesn't see it. Uh, would that cancel out the disadvantage? Oui. I, yeah, okay. So it's just going to make a straight roll against me twice for uh, both of its heads snapping at him. Nat 20 on one, 15 on the other, which would be a 20. Does uh, does a 20 hit? Not the natural 20, just a uh, unnatural 20. Hold on a second. Yeah. Wait, so wait, so the natural 20 doesn't isn't the attack? The natural 20 is its attack is just using its multi-attack against you. So it's making two bites. All right, and I can't, can I see, I, I can't see either one of them, correct? No, you can't see it. All right, does uh, tw- uh does an unnatural 20 hit? Uh, Yeah, because it's meat to beat. Yeah, so that would, that would hit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to roll uh, for the first attack to the... Uh, no, it's a, uh, it's... It doesn't get the bonus of a critical hit. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying I'm rolling a 2d10 for uh, the critical hit. Um, like a critical hit is treated as a normal hit. What, what, do, what do you what do you mean? Adamantine armor. Oh, fuck me. How did you get adamantine armor? You said you, you gave it to me at the start. You said uncommon magic item that I could have. And I asked you if that was okay. And you said, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that says freaking familiar. I forgot it's uncommon. Yeah. It shouldn't yeah. be. I know. It's really biting me in the ass right now because it is ringing back. Like, I was thinking how cool it would be if I ever got a critical strike against fucking melee character and it just cancels out and kills me on the and inside. So I asked, I asked you twice when I was doing that and you said, yeah, so. Yeah, no, yeah, and I, I recognize that. It's just been a while. Um, okay, so I'm going to treat both those rolls as uh, both hits. So, uh... Let's see, hang on. So add six to that, 17 points of damage. And is it, like, what kind of damage is it? Okay, give me a second. It should be uh, piercing. Yeah, piercing damage. Do you have immunity towards piercing damage or resistance? No, I didn't know if they, if they had some sort of elemental effect. No, no. Yeah. It's just straight piercing damage. So it's 17, right? Yep, 17. Does that, uh, yeah. Uh, after that, it is going to try to get out of this restraint condition um and that's just a strength saving throw yeah 10 10 all right so with that out of the way uh we move on to uh the second head uh moves forward and it uh, uh spends a full standard action to get back into reality again uh chasing after ordon all right 
Um, and that will end its turn. Doot, doot. And now it is Asmodai's turn. Asmodai, what do you do? Okay, so that on, so I go back to here. Yep. And I'm going to actually, let me go here. Uh, I'm going to attack it twice. A 19 and a 20. Yeah, yeah. 19, 20, since he is restrained, that is correct. Uh, a natural 20? Yeah, it's a modified 20. Is the damage correct? 10 and 11? Uh, at the moment, I'm going to expend uh, a level 1 smite on one of those attacks. Yeah. Uh, that is bad rolling. Nine additional radiant damage. Okay. Uh, and then, as my bonus action... Let me... Hang on. Let me uh, put it out there. During the radiant damage, it screeches even louder than you knows before. You feel like the radiant damage does uh, uh, du- uh, double the natural damage. So... Then, uh, for my bonus action, my spiritual weapon is going to attack. Yeah. Oh, um, just so I can just put it out there, uh, before we do anything else, uh, it's going to use, uh, two, uh, the last of its two reactions to, uh, wail against you. So, me and Asmodai make me, uh, two wisdom saving throws. Also, the, uh, concentration was broken on the bonfire. Okay. 23. Uh, 23. And, uh, yeah, 23 and 11. So, you fail one. No, uh... I don't have disadvantage. I meant to. I didn't toggle off my advantage. The first roll is a twenty-three. So yeah, I know, but it's still a roll on the d twenty. I'm just gonna count it for both rolls. You said so. It did did the reaction twice. Yeah, it did it twice. Oh, it did it on both hits. Yeah, both hits. It used up all of its reactions. Okay. I got it. 14 and 13. 14 uh, and 13. Yeah. Okay, uh, sorry. So that's 23, 14, and 13, correct? Uh, mm-hmm. Asmodai, you fail once. Uh, me, you fail twice. So I'm going to roll for Asmodai, then me. Okay, first one for Asmodai. That's five psychic damage. Um, me, that is uh, 11 psychic damage. Okay. Okay, now the spiritual weapon. Okay. Um. Now, what else were you going to do? I'm using my bonus action to hit it with my spiritual weapon. Go right ahead. Uh, which is natural 20. Nice. Uh, which is, wow, really bad rolls on both of those. Uh, which is 12 force damage. Okay. You see that's well past bloodied. Um, you, you see like a black bile spilling from its body and it throwing up like, you know, pools of black water. Mm. Anything else? GTFO? <laughs> yep. You basically run in, hit it a couple times, your ears, or one of your ears bleed, then you fucking book it back. <laughs> uh, safe distance away. Okay. Um. But what, what was the thing with uh, Asmodai? He touched himself, so he doesn't have to make a wisdom saving throw anymore. Um. Does that end your turn, Asmodai? Mm-hmm. Ordon, make me a wisdom saving throw since you're in reality. Is this magical based? Uh... Fuck. Let me think about this. Um, has a magical effect. Um, so it would proc his half or his uh, gnome, n- gnome yeah, ability. Yeah, but where, where, where's the line between that? It's any yeah. and all magical effects. Gnomes uh, magical are effects. Tricky. Okay. N- gnomes are tricky little buggers. Yeah, because like uh, the way I see it, it's a supernatural effect, but I guarantee there's no category for that in D and D. So yes. Yeah. It would count. Ca- in D and D, it counts as magic. Am I rolling twice because there's two? No, no, no. You only need to roll once, like if you passed. So, oh. uh, you can still see the creature. You can see uh, both of them. You hear the chirping of birds enter your ear, but you stand your ground against these creatures. 
I will cast um, Fairy Fire. Okay. Um, remind me about the effect. Each object in a 20-foot cube within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet light of your choice. Okay. Um, choose the color. Yep, go right ahead. Cupcake, I don't think that's going to stop it because it's a mental effect. It's not about you actually seeing the creature. Yeah, but if I have to remind you guys it's there, it'd be easier to be like, oh, there's... Oh. Well, hands off the chest piece. I already used the slot. Uh, I'm going to uh, move 25 feet away. Okay, yes. So if he does do this, you guys will no longer have to make uh, wisdom saving throws uh, to recognize the existence of this creature, and it will affect both these heads. I'm going to make a dexterity saving throw. Now, is it for the whole entire creature or just where I covered? Okay, so that applies if you want to. Sure. Um. So, uh, what color is it outlined with? With a violet light. Yeah, you see a violet light going over both of them. All right, and let's see. It's going to go right here. Nope, sorry. Barry did its turn, didn't it? Yep. Um, so, we see Ordon. Uh, tell me how he casts this. I want to really make it cinematic. So, um, as you see, Ordon have stains his shirt in the back of him. Little paint pockets explode from his back and rain on to the two snakes. And uh, it goes on. We see like a purple outline. And even outside, we can see like uh, more of that purple outline throughout the city. We see the two heads light up. And again, these are all ha- happening simultaneously. We go to uh, P1 in the Laban estate. P1, you look at the creature and it looks normal. Uh huh. With the exception of being inside of a web. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, P1 is going to, yeah, he will once again just like, uh, like, uh, poke a feather and, uh, and once again lash his hand out as he, uh, forces another Tasha's mind whip. Mm-hmm. So another intelligence saving throw. Okay. Uh, that's a failure with the six. All right. So then they will take, uh, 12, uh, psychic damage. 12 psychic damage. All right. And uh, on its next turn, or which I guess will be really soon, uh, it can only take an action, bonus action, or move. Oh, you fucking dickhead. All right. Uh, and then just for good measure, yeah. uh, P1 is going to like uh, move back here a spell and end his turn. Okay. Um, I assume it's going to make a dexterity saving throw. Yep. Yep. Uh, it passes and it is going to move forward and it's just going to, yeah, so it can only move. It can't even dash. It, it can only move forward. Yeah. So, so it birds 10 since it's partially in. Yeah. Yeah. Difficult terrain still uh, applies to it. So 10, then 15, then 20 as it moves forward. Um, And I assume and it ends its turn there. Yeah. It ends its turn there. Uh, Sorry. Gene is going to uh, use his paragon action to make a melee attack. Oh, you motherfucker. All right. Go right ahead. Uh, yeah. But a 14 probably misses. I don't know. Yeah. It misses. Okay. That's sad, but okay. <laughs> well, it's the first paragon tech that we got to show off in the series so i'm happy you used it so yeah if you haven't noticed i've never used it i've had uh, multiple creatures but i keep forgetting that they have it Mm -hmm. yeah that's pretty nifty all right anything else all right so then now that it's actually uh now that's actually gene's turn uh he is going to 
Wait, it can't take a reaction? Just to make sure with that uh, mind whip? Uh, it can take a reaction now. Or no, well, it didn't take any damage. That so doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm asking. It, can it take reactions even though it spent its like turn moving? Uh, it officially got back its reaction once its turn began. Okay. <laughs> or actually, yes. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. Sorry, I had to think for a second. Because it's like usually, 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 this kind of thing I get to use before it ever takes a turn again. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. I think what he's going to do now is actually, yeah, this could be a dick move. Great, uh, Ed. The gene is going to cast, um, yeah, hunger of Adar. <laughs> Okay, remind me what that does. Uh, this is a very unfortunately sized rune, so it's going to have to be like, uh, but basically it creates a very disgusting hemisphere of dark tentacly noises. Okay, so noise? Or are you just describing the visual? Well, it's like basi basically like a, a sphere, uh, like a hemisphere of darkness, like, you know, appears in an area and, um, uh, and accompanying it is a bunch of like, uh, you know, slurping, tentacly disgusting noises. Okay. Uh, you don't have to do anything right now. Uh, this is something that it'll have to deal with on, on its turn. I'm just going to do my best to, okay. to, uh, to draw the appropriate circle for relevance. Uh... Shit, I did have Hunger of Dar on there. Son of a bitch. Okay, yeah. Almost like I spent the, the first hour of this session like uh, putting in all of his stats. Hey, at least you have a good toy, all right? It's a pretty <laughs> fun fucking toy. Um, and then Gene is going to use, uh, at the very least, to will actually, you know what, it probably would be better if he stay, yeah, he'll bonus action, bonus action, disengage, and move here, and then end his turn. Okay, so he's just moving back, all right, and, uh, if that ends Gene's turn, we go back to, uh, the regular house in reality with our big man, me, as he no longer has to make a wisdom save. You see the outline of the creature right before you. What do you do? Uh, first, he's going to use his second wind. Mm -hmm. uh, keep in mind, you realize that you have an axe in your hand now. You are perfectly fine. Like, do you have all your memories? Yeah, he might have his memories, but he's not perfectly fine. Yeah. Oh, who yeah, knows? I might... 14 health back. Yep. Who knows? I might kill a player today. That'd be fun. All right. Um, anything else? Just second wind? Well, that's my bonus action. Yep. Um... This thing's looking pretty messed up, right? The first head is, yes. It is below bloodied. Yeah, so I'm gonna take my axe now that I see it and yep. um, try to cut it off. Okay, great head. Actually, no, not cut it off because I, I have heard about hydras and stuff. I'm gonna try to, to maybe scramble its brains. Yeah, uh, before we move on, I just wanna reemphasize like what you hear from fairy tales, like you guys can use that knowledge with your characters. Obviously, you know, regular trolls are weak to fire and poison, hydras, you know, like cutting off the head with fire. You guys know the basics. But again, doesn't mean that that knowledge is applicable everywhere. Or well, to I also every I was more thinking me again, his job is to hunt magical stuff so yes and again it's just cursory knowledge it's fine 19 yep that hits versus nine damage and then another one okay nine damage what do you got the one's an eight so assuming it doesn't yeah so uh, uh describe like your first attack like you're going for the forehead yeah i'm just kind of sticking it in there yeah we see like uh go down for a bonk and it hits the head 
Um, does that end your turn, me? Uh, he's gonna move back to stand by, uh, Orden. You're a lucky bastard. I don't have any more reactions. All right. Yeah, I kept track of that, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. What are they gonna do? I think the first one. Okay, first off, um, it... Did, is he still restrained? Yeah, he can't move. Also, don't forget to roll for advantage since um, they're highlighted. Uh, rerolled the one that you missed. and Or rerolled the first attack, rerolled the second attack in that order. Okay, so first one's fine. Second, no, they're both miss. No crit, all miss. Um, this thing really can't do anything. Um, how far how far is everyone away from it? While well, I'm looking at its stat block. Ordon 35, me 30, Asmodai 20. Yeah, so the closest is 20. But also, it, it takes 12 damage at the start of its turn. Okay, 12 damage. Okay. It is nearly dead. It, it looks like one really good hit, and you could uh, kill that head. Um, can it do anything? Let's see. Yeah, so you said the closest person is 15 feet away? Or did I say 15? 20. 20? Yep, 20. Yeah, so it can't reach. Um. Yeah, no, it can't do anything. So it is going to hold its action, and it will lose it when we move on to P1 since it's two combats. So hold, holding this action, waiting for anyone to get close. If someone gets close, it's gonna attack. Um, Just so I made that clear. So let's see, five, 10, 15, uh, 20, okay. Um, It goes towards me and Ordon, and I think it's going to attack Ordon because Ordon hasn't put on its armor yet. Have you? Nope. Yep, so it's going in for attack. Going in for two mighty bites. Oh, are you fucking serious? Um, one is nine. The other one is nineteen. One hits. Um, wait. You gonna do your reaction? Yeah, I'm gonna do my reaction. Yep. That's fine. And uh, have it hit the other one. Sounds good. I'll roll for damage while you're doing that. Uh, do you have to uh, make any rolls or anything, or is it just nope, automatically it just, happen? It just happens. Okay. Uh, describe how one one of the Hydra heads kills the other. So it's as it's striking out at Arden, me kind of thrusts his shield out towards it and a fiery ring appears as the head goes through that mm. and strikes the back of the other one. Mm, fantastic. Let me just add the dead icon to it. Okay. Uh, that. So yes, we, we see it bite the other one and... It screeches, and yes, as it redid its reaction, it's actually going to screech at itself. Hang on. Yeah. So it basically, it does one final death scream as a reaction against one of its own heads, and it takes no damage, passing with the 19. And we see its head, like, go skyward, then fall limp as it just lays there dead. Okay. Um, and I should probably specify at that moment, like... How should I put this? Again, it's made... It looks like it's mostly made out of water, so, like, as it dies, its body, like, uh, floods the floor a bit. Like, we see water going into planks, and we see, like, whatever meat it has, like, falls into chunks. We see dead bodies of people. Asmodai, you see uh, Solomon's dead body on the floor. Um, With that out of the way, uh, yep, it used its turn to attack, and I don't believe it can do anything else. Yes. Okay. Asmodai, it's your turn. What do you do? Uh, nice first. Same as the first. 
Uh, first bonus action. Hang on, that that's dead. Just make sure. Oh, that one's dead. Yeah, yeah, it's completely dead. Don't worry about it. It's Gonzo, dead. Again, it floods on the ground with the skin. Chunks of meat fall onto the ground. You see Solomon's in the midst of the corpses inside of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much does spiritual weapon move? Hold on, I'm trying to look at the spell one second. Pythagoras theorem over here. No, I just can't remember how much it moves. Okay, twenty feet. That can move there. Uh, I'm guessing an 11 misses. Yeah, it misses. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take out two javelins. I'm going to throw two javelins at it. Um, yep. Uh, does a tw- uh, 24 will hit, so that's six damage. Okay, six damage. Okay, you uh, throw the javelin uh, through. Um, Did I mention that it took a bonus action at all? to do what I, I just wanted to mention if i ever said it took a bonus action uh, i'm not saying in a non sequitur to what's happening right now i'm just asking if this creature like if i ever mentioned i used a bonus action probably didn't all right nope no. yeah we'll keep things moving along that's my bad mention it next time um does that end your turn hasmadai mm-hmm. okay ordon what do you do now you see ordon get into the mix as he loads one of the pebbles into his hand that has hot rod flames on it to imbue it with magical energy. Hmm. And he tosses it at the snake head. Okay, great head. Nat 20. Damn, great head. Plus five, seven. Hmm. Okay, uh, can you tell, uh, seven total? Uh, and then I will go in for an extra attack. Okay, what would that be? Um, by the way, it won. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so with that first hit, it uh, does a whale, and it gets uh, me and Oridon. Both of you make a, uh, a saving throw. As it does so, it uses the last of its reaction. I fail. Yeah, 15 succeeds. Yep, 2d4. Uh, three damage, psychic. So uh, this Hydra used, uh, used up two reactions so far. One as a death whale, the other one towards uh, Ordon attacking it. Um, does that end your turn, Ordon? Uh, that will end my turn. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going back to the Labana state. P1, what is up? We're in that study. We have the Hydra past the webs, and we have a Hunger of Hadir now. P1 is going to go ahead and cast... Yeah, we're going to go ahead and do away with uh, with web, and yep. we're going to now uh, start concentrating on Bless. Okay. As, uh, as P1 once again just, like, uh, dissipates a feather from his body, and, like, uh, both of them are... Uh, are uh, covered in a sort of a, a greenish hue. Mm. Uh, and that will have to be... Yeah, that'll have to be Piwan's turn. Okay. Um, it is now the Hydra's turn. Uh, what is the hunger of Hadir? Like, how's it affect him this turn? Alright, so the first thing that happens is uh, he takes... Uh, 2d6 cold damage for starting his turn there. Okay, 2d6. I'll roll uh, 6 damage. Uh, the area is considered difficult terrain. Oh, fuck. Of course it is. Um, and nothing I... else will happen unless he ends his turn. Yeah, so at, at that point, I assume that he just uh, wails and he only gets Gene. So uh, make a wisdom saving throw for Gene as it wails. Okay, I'm going to roll the d4. 
because it might make a difference uh, for a 16. Yes, it does. So you saw that he was about to fail. Explain how you make him succeed with a 16. So, uh, I just want to imagine just for the, the briefest of moment, it's like about to wail, but like the energy surrounding uh, LeBon, like, because uh, I like to imagine like the, the it's the sound that's causing the damage, but like uh, just for the briefest of moments, like uh, instead it just like plays classical music. <laughs> Excellent. That, that that's great. All right. Um. It, it, now this uh, creature, uh, the Hydra, is it restrained in any way, or is it just taking uh, constant damage? Okay. So it can move forward. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it is going to attack both you guys again. Uh, multi attack with bite. P1 first, then uh, Gene. Fuck. Okay. Gets Gene with uh, uh, twenty. Uh huh. And it does eleven damage piercing it needs to make a dexterity saving throw okay dexterity saving throw for what uh for hunger of a dark fails yeah it fails all right so now it gets to take uh uh where was it uh 2d6 acid damage okay 2d6 acid damage i'll make the roll uh that's seven and does this affect every turn uh anytime that it ends its turn within the area and it still is okay yep and uh gene is going to go ahead and use a paragon action to make a strike against it yep but uh oh i guess i'll Bless. i mean i'm assuming that i'm assuming a 15 will never happen no, 15 will. All right. Um, does that end your turn? Well, now at the beginning of Gene's turn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is now the beginning of his turn. Wait. He. Well, again, I had to. It, 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 this, this is the awkward part because yeah. the Paragon action activates at the end of another creature's turn. Uh, yes, but. It, so it has. Uh, so basically, this is happening between his and Gene's turn. Yeah. But that's that's the awkward part about this. Yeah, I understand how it works. It's just because the organizational. I'm trying. I'm trying my best to like play this straight, but also understand this is a really awkward situation where there's there's only three people in this particular combat. Uh, that's the same thing I was gonna say. But uh, yes, yeah, so I guess uh, you know, Gene is going to once again. Uh, yeah, he's going to bonus action disengage, move back, and then he's going to make uh, uh, two Eldritch blasts. Let's roll the two d20s. Oh Jesus! I cannot hit this thing worth for shit. Mm. Uh, yep. So that was a three and an eight. Yeah, neither one hit. Um, anything else? So uh, that was action bonus actions and unless it do. Yep. Uh, me, it is now your turn. Uh, we uh, go back to uh, reality and uh, the regular world. But me does best. Gonna smash, slash it. Yep. Um, before you uh, guys move on, uh, I, I have to ask a question. If you were to number everyone one to three, who would be one? Who would be two? Who would be three from the party right now? Who are you asking? I would consider myself number three since I'm either the smallest or the weakest. Mm -hmm. Me? Well, if we're going by that logic, me's probably the biggest. So I guess one. Asmodee's one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, fine. I'll do Asmodee for one, me for two, and Ordon for three. Yeah, that's me. Um, Don't worry about it yet. What does me do? It's a 16 hit. 16 does hit. How much damage? 14 damage. 14 damage. All right. It is not bloodied yet. As you are going for the strike on the side of the neck, do you do anything else? Net 20. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you, okay, both those hits, it's going to wail, but roll for damage. 14. Okay. Uh, 14 damage total. For the second hit. 
No, uh, I'm going to move away, but I'm going to try to, to draw its attention yep. as I move. Yeah, it's really shitty that I used up all my reactions, especially for attack of opportunity. All right. Um, me goes off to the corner in the shop. It is now the Hydra's turn. Um, Let's see, what is he going to do? I think he is going to move towards Ordon and uh, me. Let's see, 5, 10, 15. Yeah, so moves 15 feet in between Ordon and uh, me, and is going to do a multi-attack on both. Ordon, you still don't have your armor, do you? Correct. No, it's just going to hit you then. I mean, I do have armor on, but not my badass armor. Yeah, so uh, the first one's 10, the other one's uh, 14. Uh, second one hits. Okay, uh, that is 13 points of damage, max damage, as it uh, bites you in the shoulder. All right. Um, it uses this bonus action, and uh, Asmodai, the water around you begins to bubble. Though this water on him? Yeah, because it's going towards the door. Like, I assume that you're standing on water. Uh, it begins to bubble. So Asmodai, you walk uh, around Solomon's corpse. You go towards uh, the Hydra. Tell me, what are you doing? With this, reactions renewed, mind you. All right, so bonus action first. Spiritual weapon is going to miss. Mm. Um, and then javelins, 16 and 18. 16 and 18, both of them hit. Okay, so that's uh, 13 damage from that. Yeah, and that's, yes, collective. Okay. And that's going to end my turn. Okay, 13 damage. All right, it looks like that this creature has begun to become bloody. It starts to uh, uh, throw up bile of uh, black water. Um, okay. So, yeah, it it is now, yep, Asmodai's done. Ordon is now your turn. Even though or- I felt like you got a critical hit earlier, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Did you react in this round? No, not this round. Okay. Uh, go, go right ahead. Ordon is going to move over to the right of the head. Yep. And then back one space. Okay. So also, let's see if this is feasible. Use a item interaction to yep. cut off his shirt and stuff it in his ears. Okay, that's perfectly fine. Uh, as you uh, do that, you cut your shirt, plug it in your ears. You have the feeling if your fairy fire goes out that you'd still be able to see the creature and any whales will n- no longer affect you. Are there any pebbles around me? Yes. I will um, touch three more or two pebbles casting yep. magic stone. Yep. And what does it do? It imbues three pebbles with magic, which is hot rod flames because I'm an okay. artificer. Yep. So they go extra fast and do more damage than a typical oh. pebble. So are you going to throw them? Yes, I will. Okay. Go right ahead. Another nat 20 for the first one. Okay. Nat 20. Anything else? Wait for 11 damage. 11 damage. All right. And then I shall throw a second pebble. Mm-hmm. Um, It whales at the first one. Uh, me. Uh, can you uh, roll, uh, make wisdom saving throw for Asmodai and yourself while he's doing this? Um, Ordon, next hit. Uh, 16 to hit. 16. That also hits. And he roars again. Tell me the damage. Six. All right, six. Okay. Uh, I assume that was uh, Asmodai. So we both we both failed one. We both succeeded one. Yeah. Okay. So I'll roll 2d4. 2d4 for one. That'll be you. Next one for Asmodai. Six. All right. Five for yourself, six for Asmodai. Uh, psychic damage. And you know uh, you know how to work his character sheet, right? Um, learning. <laughs> okay, you're learning. Because um, I'm pretty sure he keeps track of his uh, HP on his character sheet. Yeah, I saw that. I, I'm yep. working on that one. Okay, okay, yeah. 
So you're adjusted for it then? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And okay. Yeah. Uh, Ordon, does that end your turn? That will end my turn. Uh, he uses up both of his reactions. He can no longer take uh, another whale until his turn or uh, attack of opportunity. Uh, moving on to P1. P1, what is happening? We're in this dark room, this study, and we see a giant black sphere in the middle of this room, right by the chess table, with Gene and P1 next to the door leading outside of it. What do you do? Uh, honestly, there is still not a whole lot that can be done in this moment. Uh, all things considered. You're doing pretty good holding yourself against this fucking thing. It is bloodied. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, I guess I will ask for the, I guess I will ask for the record, um, just for visual sake, like, is the creature still, because uh, technically the area does create like a, uh, an area of it, it looks to be entirely within the area if that okay. affects yeah but keep in mind yes it will always do damage to uh the beast no matter where it oh, goes no, like i had to ask that for a different question because the the question i had to ask myself is if i if i could even see the creature um so yeah i think i think p1 is going to take this moment then to uh uh yeah no i'm gonna put the defense back up as he once again just like uh like uh glitches the air around him to become cold uh yeah because <laughs> because when that thing does move it moves uh anyway uh that would be yeah that, that would at least be the end of uh p1's turn all right uh the creature gets all of its uh reactions back makes uh, uh takes a uh, 2d6 uh yep all damage 2d6. Mm-hmm. 2d6 does eight damage Okay. Uh, is going to fully move out of there, considering it does uh, 10 feet per 5 feet. So it's going to fully try to get out of the hunger of Hadar. Um, again, it it will always suffer from uh, uh, the damage, but I'm going to say for Kate, like uh, simplicity's sake, the token itself is the actual difficult train. Does that make sense to you? Well, yeah, that's like, uh, I've been trying to play it as much. I only asked that previous question because like, uh, yeah. Well, it's because I didn't think about it because I honestly forgot that he was coming from the table. Um, so yeah, he's going to attack both of you. I think he's going to specifically go after Laban this turn and go uh, two strikes at him. Yep. So I assume a, yep. The first one definitely hits, the second one misses. Uh, the first one goes in four out of five. 18 to hit. Yep, 18 hits. Okay. And it does uh, 12 damage by the look of it. Piercing. Okay, dope. Now we got the... Now I gotta roll this. I'm gonna roll bless. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, Hunger of Hadar drops. Okay, as uh, he doesn't get concentration. Um, Out of curiosity, where is, uh, where is Laban standing? Is he uh, bloodied by any sense of the word for an undead to be? Uh, Like, uh, what's your determinant for bloody? Uh, 50 per, uh, 50% or lower. Uh, he's still looking pretty good. He hasn't taken much damage. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, That ends this creature's turn. What does Gene do? Then, then he's going to use his paragon to make a, make an attack. Yep. All right. This time I know that hits. <laughs> it's like it's like Gene and re- Gene responds as it gets close. Just like uh, takes his ghastly hands and like slashes at them for ten necrotic. Yeah, ten necrotic damage. All right. Um, make uh, two saves for me. One for Gene, one for yourself. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, I'll go ahead and roll Gene first since he's right here. Uh, that's a pass. Yep. Uh, even before anything else. And then P1. Fail. Does flat nine, so that's a fail. Yeah. 2d4 damage, unless you got some bullshit ability. 
uh, three uh, psychic damage. Yeah, no, I can't do anything about that. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he didn't half it to push him back at all. The ten straight damage. Um, I didn't hear you. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it in half. <laughs> okay, cut it in half. Okay, then I have to add it back on. Only reason why I'm asking. Okay, and you push him back. Actually, I'll go ahead and get you. There you go. Yep. Get rid of that circle. <laughs> okay. Yep. Because the hunger of Hadar is down since uh, Gene lost concentration on his spell. Um, that uh, does that end Gene's turn? What else is he gonna do? Well, now that it's actually Gene's turn, uh, he is going to uh, actually, I guess this seems like a move. Uh, uh Gene will make oh, duh, I have to roll on one more thing because Pivon took damage. Okay, Bless stays up. Um, okay, all right, let's see if now since this rolls properly, uh, as Yes. So Gene is going to make uh, two Eldritch Blasts against it. All right. Let's see if this works properly now. Uh, okay. 19 and 8. Let's see. Yeah, so that first one will hit regardless for 8 force. Any half? Uh, yeah, I'm taking half to push him back. So 4 damage. Okay. okay. Does another will. Both of you guys make a uh, saving throw. Well, actually, hang on. Yep, hang on. You're right. Fuck. It's just because of how I ruled that ability that's confusing me. Uh huh. Yeah. And then, and then, sort of like a, at an yeah. offensive position, like uh, so he's going to move up against the creature, and then now he's going to end his turn there. Okay, sounds good. Um, moves back to me. Me, what do you do? You feel rumbling underneath your feet. Hang on. Boop. There we go. We're back in reality with. Asmodai, yeah, Asmodai, me, and Oridon are all encircled around the head of a, a hydra. Uh, me, yes, in reality, right now, underneath your feet, you feel a rumble. It's like a rumble, like an earthquake, or a rumble, like yes. there's something They're... underneath me moving around. Well, they both kind of feel the same way. An earthquake is just movement of ground. How do you how do you specify the difference? Like that's the question. Like an earthquake would be like, like a, you'd feel like everything kind of moving, whereas if something was underneath it, it would just be like kind of feel more localized, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay, um, I, I would say like the furniture around you uh, is moving on that side, while the furniture across like the building on the other side isn't moving. So yes, you'd think it's local and that something is burrowing under the ground underneath you. Um, I will... I'm going to, so which which direction is the furniture not moving? Like the one next to Ordin's not moving or like the one all the uh, way? Across? Yeah, on the right hand wall, right next to Ordin, right next to yourself, even the table is moving. While on the other side over here, right next to the red furniture, opposite of the wall against you is perfectly fine. It's not moving. What I'm saying is it is, yes, something is underneath you. All right. I will move away and at the same time create another bonfire at the entrance of the window where the snake head came through. Okay. Uh, dexterity save. Yep. Yeah. Hang on. Um, yeah, it's neutral, so 14. Uh, 14, I think it'll still, uh, yeah, it needs to be to 15, so it'll take damage. Okay, how much damage? 12 damage. 12 damage is nearly dead. And I'm gonna warn the others that the the ground is shaking, something's burrowing. Okay, um, it goes to the Hydra's turn, and it moves 10. No, uh, Ordon still doesn't have his armor on, does he? Yeah, I'm attacking you twice, dude. God fucking damn it. Yeah, first one hits. Um, that is eight damage. 
piercing. So it makes uh, two bites, one misses, one hits Ordon right on the shoulder. How's Ordon doing? He he just hit bloodied, so he's a little yeah. weak. All right. And it uses its bonus action again. And me, you notice that the water next to you is more volatile this time. It's starting to swirl on the ground. Um, That ends his turn. Yep, awesome. Um, What does Asmodai do for the round, John? I'll give it a second. I don't know what he has. While he's looking up, um, would I notice anything shaking? Because I couldn't hear you talking. Yeah, you, yeah. The furniture around you is shaking, and the water where the dead Hydra head is is bubbling. And now it's beginning to swirl. You see, like, the faces of the dead rise and, like, sink into the black water. I believe Asmodai would uh, strike down this creature with his hammer. Okay, sounds good. I assume he does it twice. Uh, well, let's see what happens after the first one. Mm-hmm. Yes, I believe. He- oh, he gets advantage, right? Because of the yep. the fire. How how does the fire help? Like, uh, does that the 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 thing that Orden cast on him? No, he doesn't have it because I failed on Constitution. Okay, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Okay. So yeah, yeah he so that twice. Yep. Then I assume he uses the bonus action with his uh, spiritual weapon. Yeah. So the fir- the second attack would be sixteen. Okay, that hits. Roll for damage. Seven. Okay. Um, it is nearly dead. One more good hit, and you will destroy this thing. All right, and then the spiritual weapon. How do I use that? Oh, never mind. I see it. Fifteen. Fifteen hits. Tell me damage. Eleven. Tell me how Asmodai destroys the second head. I kind of imagine, like, have you ever seen anyone doing the railroad where they hit the one spike so it kind of sets, and then the big hammer comes down and smashes it? I feel like that's what he kind of did to the to the head of it. And that's exactly what happens. It is dead on the ground and we see the water like spread onto the ground and make puddles like the first one. Are these puddles also seeming volatile already? Or are they like what happened to the everything kind of going on? It's still going on. You want to make a uh, wisdom save for me or not wisdom save uh, a intelligence check on history for who me or Asmodee? Uh, you specifically me since you're a monster hunter. 17. So from what you know from Hydras, assuming that this follows this same rough aspects of one, is that they seem to be as reactive with as many heads as they have. So like in metagame terms, if it can react three times, it has three heads. You see, well, and I should also put out that, you know, a common trait with Hydras is the regrowth of the head. Though this seems more natural since it doesn't really have a physical body in a sense. It seems like it's made out of water and corpses that it eats. On the ground, you see two heads and you feel rumble underneath the ground. Um, Does that end Asmodai's turn or does me say anything? Um, So I'm a little bit confused about what you just said. <laughs> so... It's so basically it's been taking two reactions and it has two heads. But if the amount of reactions equal heads, then the first head took three reactions in one round after it lost one of the heads. The second head has only been doing two reactions each round. Yeah, but the third head is all the way with uh, P1. I said uh, on a player's meta, uh, like metagame term, I told Ordon when he casted a fairy fire that affected both heads on the body, that it outlined both these heads that you see in purple. Although your character wouldn't be aware of it, 
P1, the one he's fighting, was never outlined in Fairy Fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we are near the end. I just want to say that the ground is rumbling around you. You guys are still in the niche of Ordon. What do you do? Well, I, I was as when I was gonna again noticing the rumbling and probably step out of the boiling liquid. Yep. Move away from where it's rumbling. Yeah, just to clarify, so this water for the very first head is rumbling. You see like the actual like dead people's eaten uh, take shape of water rising and fading. But this one, it seems more placid, like it's not moving whatsoever yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that end your turn? Yeah. Okay. Ordon, is now your turn. What are you going to do? So I'm going to take an action to dash towards the wa- the placid water. Yep. And I'm going to use a item interaction to scoop it up in my water skin. Okay. Uh, isn't that water skin still filled with the blood of a line pup? Mm-hmm. You have two separate water skins. No, it shouldn't be because I'm pretty sure I like looked at it and nothing happened. Yeah, but you never... I, yeah, you never poured it out. You just said like when you first pulled out the water skin that you poured out the water then you i'll pour it out then yeah you can use that like the only reason i know that specifically is because i made the sound effects for it um so yes you pour out like the blood from a line pup onto the ground and you see that like as you pour it out the black water greedily like grabs it and sinks it back in like it's sentient all right do you guys, uh, uh, do you do anything else, Ordon? Do I get any of the water in my water skin? Um, I would say it's one item interaction just to dump it up, but for the hell of it, I'm going to allow you to take a little bit in your little sack. Then I'm going to run away. Okay, where to? Now we'll end my turn. All right. Um, so as you move over there, we go back to P1. P1, what is happening at the Laban Estate? So P1, as he's beginning his turn, just like of just like a reaches out at this creature with a chilled touch because he's had enough of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're doing fairly good with such a hard enemy though. Holy fuck. Really hoping to get more hits in. It's like uh you know, it's not a secret that this that this particular character was not uh, specced for DPR at least not at these levels. Uh, yeah. Keeping him alive though. Or uh yeah, so like P1's like like a, a glitchy hand just like reaches out from this creature and like uh, grips its insides for 15 necrotic. All right, 15 necrotic. Okay. Um. And that will be uh, uh, P1's turn. Yeah, and it's going to proc its, uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, because it. Uh, I believe it already took one reaction. It's going to proc its uh, second reaction where it's going to wail, but it looks like it's only going to catch uh, Gene inside of it. And Gene will fail regardless of less. <laughs> yep. All right. Six damage. Psychic. Uh-huh. Okay. I need to start a new reaction sheet. So I remember everything. Um, It is end in your turn, right? Like you ended your turn. Yeah, that is, that is the end of Yuan's turn. <laughs> yep. Okay. It uh, is going to go towards the bookshelf and treat it like uh, difficult terrain. Uh, so hang on. What's the rules on squeezing? Like you can always like squeeze like a size uh, smaller than yourself, right? Uh, yes, but uh, you will take all attacks uh, from other creatures at advantage and it will make any attacks it makes at disadvantage. Oh, fuck. Tempted just to destroy that fucking bookshelf. Hmm. I think it's going to focus his ire on uh, Gene. Uh, nat 20 on one. Any kind of bullshit spells? Uh, 
uh, no, there's nothing I can do about that. Okay, just want to make sure before I move on uh, to D10. Um, that's 13, 16 damage, uh, piercing. Yeah, I, I want to assume that it like okay. it bites at the wall and creates a small hole from its like uh, fangs. No, it's a uh, yeah, it's teeth. No, it's a human head. Its teeth like uh, break through the wall. Uh, slightly to make like a whole size entry. Then uh, it goes in for the second attack, looming over uh, Jean Lebon, and goes in for a nasty bite. Wait, I thought it already did two attacks. Yeah, it did. I'm just saying the one that missed hit the wall, and the second one I'm describing the critical hit. What what are we confused about? Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I sorry, my brain went places. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. There's a lot of shit going on right now. Maintaining two combats it is now uh, Gene's turn. Gene's uh, going to use his paragon to uh, to awkwardly slash with the claws, but uh, even with a max bless, that would miss anyway. Um, and then, so you know what? If it's that thirsty, Gene is going to cast Armor of Agathis on himself, and that will end Gene's turn. <laughs> okay, then we move back to me, uh, Asmodai, and Oridon in reality. Um, moving back, uh, the ground begins to rumble. And we see probably right here, no, oh, maybe here, right here, we see like the body and the first head of the Hydra burst from the ground, having two stumps where like its heads used to be. Uh, I'm going to roll for initiative on him. Wow, he does really poor. He rolls a six for initiative and he is going to be right, yeah, about right here. There we go. So it bursts from the ground. We see like the head chirping along like uh, birds. And you said fairy fire ended, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, when we get back to this, yeah, that might be an issue. I'll remember that for later. Um, as it comes out of the ground, rolling for initiative underneath Ordon, it looks at you and licks its lips. And I feel for now, we should probably end it right there and pick up this combat. And uh, next time we get together. This has been House Common Blood, the intro and outro music by Savik, Oh My Dog. Any music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word by mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us, and welcome to hell.